All right. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Mikhail, and I'm the talent ambassador here at True Footage. And I'm super excited to launch our very first True Matters and True Health um, conversation. So today I have Jonah here with us. And Jonah, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself and then telling us a little bit about what you do at True Footage. Yep, yep. Hi, everybody. I'm Kaylee. I'm so happy that we have this chance to, you know, to talk about um, um, certain things. But first, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Jonah. Um, I've been here um, with True Footage for more than a year. I'm sorry, I'm almost a year. My bad, because we actually came from a small company and we were just acquired by True Footage last December, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm currently... Um, team leader for South region. So basically I'm the one in charge and managing all the appraisal coordinators and the in the South region. Awesome. Well, we're so lucky to have you. And I know that you had shared some interest in speaking about emotional intelligence, um, like in emotional intelligence or EQ as some people call it sometimes. Um, so could you just tell us a little bit about how you kind of stumbled upon emotional intelligence and what it even is yeah sure sure so basically when i already like step up and get the um the position of team lead i believe it was last december and it was also the same time that we got acquired by true footage so the role is new to me um like i've been working for so long but leading a team i haven't like I don't have any any experience on that. So when I got the role, um, first thing that I actually search online is how to be an effective leader. Because I believe that's where I need to start. I need to learn how leaders should work. And one thing that really caught my attention is emotional intelligence or, or the EQ. Because basically what I only know is about IQ um, which is the intelligent quotient, which is, I believe, most of us um, do gravitate to people who have like a very strong and high IQ. Um, but as far as, you know, with my research goes, I actually learned that emotional intelligence also have like a big impact. That um, according to, to psychologists, that people who have like a high or strong emotional intelligence actually do succeed more than those people who actually have like an, a strong or high IQ. But of course, um, the question is, what is emotional intelligence? And that's also the first question I ask, because I'm not familiar with it. And I have um, learned that emotional intelligence is actually the ability to understand, you know, use and manage your own emotion in positive ways, to relieve stress, you know, communicate effectively, um, empathize with others, and overcome challenges, or somehow manage conflicts. And I believe um, as a team lead, it's it's important to look on those um, situations and learn how emotional intelligence, you know, um, help you or or somehow guide you to to manage those um, situations or circumstances. Awesome. Yeah, I think like you said, there's a lot of, of um, importance often placed on IQ or maybe even these measurable ways that we can tell that someone's really smart or skilled. But I think that there's 
especially in leading a team and working with others, and then you add in a virtual or remote environment, there's such an importance in being able to connect and empathize with people. And I think when people feel seen and understood, their IQ is actually able to shine through because they're able to use those skills in such a stronger way because maybe they aren't so bogged down by you know, a leadership structure or feeling misunderstood or not seen. So it all kind of goes hand in hand. But like you said, it's often very overlooked. So I think it's a really great thing to be talking about and and spreading awareness for. Um, So how has emotional intelligence come into play, um, maybe personally and also professionally for you since you've learned about it? Yep. So so basically, um, emotional intelligence do really help me, you know, to to improve both, to, you know, my personal and professional um, um, setup. Because emotional intelligence is also like the ability or your ability to to distinguish different feelings and identify or understand them. Um, you know, it also helps you to communicate effectively you know, empathize with others, um, conquer challenges, and manage conflict. And if you're going to be thinking those situations that that I provided, um, we always encounter that, whether on your personal life or on your professional life. Because at the end of the day, um, we are linked with, with other people. We are we're living on an ecosystem. We're all linked to one another uh, in some ways. So um, it is important that somehow emotional intelligence should be um, one way that you will improve your communication with others, on how you empathize with them, on how you learn other feelings, right? Because the way that you understand people is actually effective, especially if we are um, on a leadership um, role, because that's one thing that you need to learn is to reach out to people, to understand people. And somehow you'll find common grounds and that will also earn respect. You will be able to earn respect once you're able to execute that. So yeah, there's a big, big um, improvement for me as I assess on my emotional intelligence, um, both of course with my personal and and my professional life. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. And I think that when it comes to emotional intelligence, before we can even understand others, we have to be brave enough to try to understand ourselves and maybe what some things are that trigger us or that cause us to have an emotional response to something. And I a, a really kind of just quick and easy thing that I've shared with other people, but that I also try to do myself is if something does kind of create that rise in me, or maybe I feel like I read a message and my heart starts to beat faster or my breathing, you know, increases. I'll take five minutes and I'll just walk away from the computer. I mean, the the immediate reaction is often like start typing right away. And sometimes that causes this domino effect when really if you take five, that's what I always call it, like take five minutes, go take a breather. You actually can respond from such a more rational mindset. And that is emotional intelligence is having that awareness of maybe right this exact moment isn't the best time to respond and if i just give it a little bit of time i can be even more proud of my response and maybe not have to do damage control down the road or apologize for my quick response and it's like just such a small thing I, i also think something that i've noticed even during our conversation that i have to constantly kind of key into 
is when we listen to other people, if we listen to understand what they're saying rather than listen to react or respond to what they're saying, we have such a different experience. And oftentimes in conversation, all we're doing is like formulating what the next thought is going to be that we're going to say. And we could miss something really important about what that person's trying to say because we're not really listening and processing and absorbing and often kind of on the defense of like, how can I respond to maybe make myself look better or feel better or seem better in the situation? And, you know, the the reflective listening of just hearing what someone says, repeating it back to them, you know, it, it sounds like you're frustrated because blank, rather than here's all the reasons why I don't think you should be frustrated. You know, those things can can really result in like, completely different outcomes and make all the difference when it comes to leadership and trust and a professional or a personal situation. Yeah. Correct. And also, um, just, just to add on that, because every time that you have, um, or, or once that you have learned about emotional intelligence and you adapt it, you will determine the difference between emotion and behavior. Because mm -hmm. let's say, for example, you, 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 you're angry and most of the time if we don't have like a very strong intelligence we tend to yell at someone or, or to shout at someone and anger is the emotion and yelling to someone is your behavior so if you have emotional intelligence which is one of the core um, um core um or um, one of the what you call this one of the important things in, in emotional intelligence mm -hmm. is self-awareness mm -hmm. and also um, self-regulation. So self-regulation mm -hmm. is somehow your, um, your ability to manage your behavior and your emotions. So, you know, if you have emotional intelligence, even though you're angry, you're not going to be yelling at someone without you know, thinking first, what happened? What is the reason why you feel angry? And you have this ability to manage it, to understand it before you do things, you know, that might mess you in the end. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a great point. And that's an interesting way to separate the two. Um, I think sometimes people just barrel through the emotion and they don't even acknowledge I'm feeling angry. It's just I'm going to behave in this way because it feels good right now to maybe lash out or to slam the door or to hang up or to respond out of emotion. But yeah. I think a, a major part of emotional intelligence is even just being able to identify I feel mad <laughs> or I feel frustrated. And then <laughs> you know, and I want to respond in this way, but I'm not going to, I'm going to behave right. differently. And those like little tiny changes of even being brave enough to acknowledge our feelings. Cause a lot of the time, you know, we're either conditioned to always say things are fine or they're great, or maybe it's a weakness to show that we're upset or we're sad or we're disappointed. But I think even if it's just internally or intrinsically being able to say, wow, I feel really triggered or upset right now. And all I wanna do is go off on this person, but I have the wherewithal to say, maybe if I just go take a quick walk, maybe if I go listen to a song that can kind of get my mind out of it. Um, I even learned recently that if you, stop and, and start making a list of words that rhyme in your mind or you start um, subtracting seven from a hundred. So like in groups of seven, it actually <laughs> takes over that kind of emotional part of your brain and it brings it back to that logical part of your brain. And it allows you to 
kind of disconnect from a moment from that emotion so then you can observe it a little bit better and you're not so bathed with maybe this like really big feeling um and so there's little tools like that i think as leaders that we can use and then also maybe share with our team or the people around us or our colleagues in saying like this may sound crazy but the next time that you want to start screaming at somebody just start rhyming with you know hat cat bat sat and it's funny how quickly it pulls you out of that feeling and lets you actually you know respond differently. So I think those are really interesting and great points, Jonah. Um, what have you found to be the hardest part about gaining awareness to emotional intelligence for yourself personally? Mm-hmm. I see. Um, for that, um, this is also based on my research, and I try to also assess it with myself. So emotional intelligence is actually really hard to learn because most people are unaware of it or they're also unaware of how other perceives them. Um, um, I believe most of us, right, um, doesn't have like the courage to know what other people really think of us. Mm-hmm. And also our emotion often trigger before logical thought. So, uh, which means that we do react before we have time to plan out on what we're going to do. So those things do really somehow hinder us to explore um, on learning what is emotional intelligence. So it's really like, a, you know, like a leap of courage for mm-hmm. you to um, to learn emotional intelligence because you will definitely discover a lot within yourselves that you thought you're doing good, but no, there are other ways to do it better. So, so yeah, for me, th- 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 that's it. It's it's all about um, an awareness, I believe, with, with the people about emotional intelligence and the, you know, like the the um, like people are scared, you know, to to, to know what other people think of us like yeah. receiving criticisms it's really hard absolutely yeah i mean i think it's very easy to hold a mirror to everyone around you and say here's where you messed up here's where you could be better here's where you did something wrong but to actually be brave enough to pause and turn that mirror around and really look yeah. at yourself i think is a huge act of courage but it's also the the best thing we can do for the people around us and i think especially as leaders being able to say man, I messed up. Or, you know, you think about the example of a parent to their child. Hey, I snapped and that wasn't fair. And I had a really big feeling and it's okay to have big feelings, but next time I'm going to try hard not to yell. That shows children or maybe our our team members or our, you know, uh, colleagues that we're all allowed to be human and make mistakes. And I think the biggest thing is that repair that happens afterwards in someone acknowledging I'm not really proud of how I responded and I would respond differently if given the opportunity again, or I'm going to respond differently the next time around. And I think that fosters so much trust versus everyone just has to be perfect all the time and then fearful of making a mistake. Um, So I think that's, you know, that's a really, really great point there. And um, the other thing I think too is being brave enough to turn the mirror to ourselves and then maybe also recognize that so much of other people's behavior has nothing to do with us. And when we free ourselves from that, it's so liberating. Like, 
you know, first of all, I always try to just believe good intent. And I think that when people respond in a certain way, I can often think about them as, you know, even that inner child, maybe like we all have that in us. We all are one. We're so much closer to each other than I think that we would maybe want to acknowledge or could even see. And we all really, truly want the same things internally. And we just maybe go about them different ways to get there. And some people's ways are really maladaptive and they're not helpful and they're maybe they're a little bit, you know, they're on a different area of the journey than someone else may be. But I think when you free yourself from that, you know, one of the agreements of um, it's not about you, I think sometimes is actually really liberating too, if we can all kind of worry about ourselves and maybe even extend kindness in those moments or, you know, seek understanding instead of just continuing to be like, you know, at war with one another. I always use the analogy, like how different it would be if all of us were on the same side of the river trying to figure out how to get across the river together versus we're on different sides of the river facing each other. And it's like each man for themselves, or, you know, you, you, I think that we can be a team and we can face problems together. Um, And sometimes that comes from empathy and just saying, Hey, I've noticed you know, a little bit of a sharp tongue lately, or I felt as though there was some defensiveness in our conversation. Is everything okay? And and is there something that maybe I've done to to cause that? And let's just have a real conversation around it. I think that can go so far versus just defensiveness meeting defensiveness. Correct, correct. I agree on that. And of course, um, I believe because um, somehow the, the society like thought us that, you know, it feels good to to receive good feedbacks you know mm-hmm. good criticisms but somehow um society wasn't able to point out that it's also okay to receive bad feedback mm-hmm. somehow it will balance it will balance mm-hmm. your understanding between what are the things that you should continue or what are the things that you should have done better or that you should be improving so it's it's really it's really important that emotional intelligence also able you know, or help us understand those things. Absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of people, especially if somebody's listening to this recording, I feel like that already says a lot about somebody's maybe desire to learn more about themselves, probably their work ethic and their desire to succeed. And I think that that right then and there, that separates a group of people that have also probably built a lot of their worth around what other people think of them and also the praise of others. So you often find people that, you know, maybe did well in sports or in academics, or they were constantly trying to achieve. But when you build your own self-worth on the praise of others, it's going to crumble. There's going to come a point in time where there's always something that we can improve upon. So I think that another part of emotional intelligence is having a really strong self-worth and knowing that we're doing our best and we can always improve. And also like, to your point, we can welcome criticism. We can welcome um somebody's suggestion because it doesn't mean we're bad it just means that we're open and receptive to feedback and that we can all continue to grow and continue to improve together and you know a lot of times i think our ego is the mask that we wear and if we take that mask off and we just show everyone around us that we're all human and we're all doing our best you know maybe the criticism can be received a little more gently or given a little more gently but i think at the end of the day um yeah, it's it's just it's a it's a matter of even deep self-worth and knowing that one person's criticism or or praise is not going to make or break our entire self. So I think that's a big thing too, you know, that we can still stand on a strong foundation and be given some criticism or be given some praise and neither one of them should completely be what we build our worth on. 
absolutely agree on that. Awesome. Um, what's been the best part for you about learning about yourself and improving your emotional intelligence? Is there anything in particular that has really stood out or that has improved within your relationships or your leadership? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I guess one thing that I would like to share on this um, on this part is, you know, my my personal journey on learning um, emotional intelligence. Uh, I like what I mentioned earlier. I actually was able to learn a lot of things about myself. Um, I was also able to somehow learn how how to to manage, you know, um, my emotions. That somehow I was able to use it on a productive way. Um, as, as, as a team lead, um, it is important that you know, you know, this, um, this four, um, like, key values when it comes to um, emotional intelligence. Um, first is self-awareness. I was able to learn um, how to be aware on my emotions. What are the triggering situations that will do really trigger my emotions so, second is self-regulation or self-management so somehow since i was able or i was aware you know um, about my emotion now i was now able to manage um, it and also um, stay in control um, without lashing out or somehow stay calm you know um, in the face of, of chaos or any problems and then other things is um, empathy for others. It's really important because empathetic people easily put themselves in someone else's shoes. And one way to do it effectively is by just actively listening, you know, to the people around you. As a team lead, it's my responsibility to listen to the people that I'm um, working with, with my ACs. Um, Delivering feedback, you know, um, in a way that other or, or the third party will be able to, to understand um, feedback that they need to apply it on their um, daily lives in order to improve. Because somehow when, when people heard feedback, they already thinking of negative things, mm -hmm. which is one thing that I have learned is it is okay. Like what I mentioned, it's okay to receive um, bad feedbacks. But of course, as a team lead, you should deliver it in a way that you assure the third party that this feedback will make you better. Because it's somehow different when you just told someone their mistakes. Mm -hmm. But if you explain you know, their mistakes and dwell on the things that they need to do after that to move forward to be better. I believe that is more um, effective. And of course, um, last is social skills. Um, this is more on um, influencing now, influencing people. Um, have the um, fully understand, you know, um, networking, you know, um, managing relationships. Um, with your um, with your aces or with the people that that surrounds you, um, I have read on an article that the best leaders are those who are skilled communicators and who can resolve conflict and meet change with a diplomatic and encouraging attitude. The word itself, diplomatic, um, it's very important that we always think that we should, um, you know, able to to. Um, reach out to people mm -hmm. in a way that both of you will be able to get something positive on that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that that ability to have kind of an open door where not only can you approach your team, but your team is safe to approach you. That's one thing that is just humongous. I think that if you are fearful of a leader or you're feel fearful of a colleague or you're not really sure what type of reaction you're going to receive or, you know, maybe by the day or by their mood, it can change. That right there, that volatility and that unpredictability can cause a lot of lacking trust and safety. And I think that you know, like you said, managing ourselves, managing our emotions and regulating ourselves is the first step in being consistent nice. to our team and knowing too that again, we're human and there might be a moment in which we're a little off and we say, hey, I am having a day and I just wanna say that I am, you know, not in my best headspace right now. And that right there, again, it allows our team, it allows our, our colleagues to be human as well, but it also takes responsibility. And I think that sometimes taking responsibility is the difference between an interaction going horribly and maybe going beautifully. You know, I think just being able to have that awareness and take responsibility is is massive. Um, something else that, that you kind of were talking about that sparked a thought for me is that, you know, just getting curious sometimes about people's reactions to things or maybe our reaction to certain people is has also been very helpful where I found that the people that I feel often the most I keep using the word triggered or maybe just kind of um, reactive to mm -hmm. display some type of a behavior that I actually am working on in myself, or maybe I've worked on trying to, you know, tamper down a response. And then when someone else responds in that way that maybe I don't like so much about myself, it causes me to be even more reactive or it almost is someone's, someone's unintentionally holding the mirror to me. You know, if someone, reacts really quickly and sharp tongued and maybe kind of venomous. That's something that in the past maybe I've worked on. And so it's really interesting to pause and be curious, like what was it about this person's response that made me feel whatever the way is that you feel? And sometimes it's, well, I feel like maybe they were telling me I did a bad job and I've worked really hard on this. I feel like maybe they think they're better than me. And it often comes with something very deep that is probably 90% to do with your past and your history and maybe 10% to do with the person in front of you. So I think sometimes getting curious too about, you know, there's always those certain few people that just maybe you kind of butt heads with, or you have a little bit of a different interaction with than you do with others. And curiosity is kind of the difference between good and bad interactions with them. And if you can be curious about your own reactions and then maybe change the, the ending next time or have a little bit more of a, a heart to heart or a little bit more in-depth conversation with them, it can alleviate so much and cause you to be able to join forces and work so much better together than if you're just reactive to one another all the time. So, you know, I, I love those things that you said about kind of self-awareness and then self-regulation. And if we're in a regulated or grounded state, we're going to be so much better to interact with ourselves, but also for our, our team and the people around us. So. Correct. And it, it will always start you know, within yourself. Of course, mm -hmm. um, it, it's so hard to understand other people if you don't even know how to understand yourself, right? So um, the more you learn how to understand yourself, automatically, you just unconsciously learn how to you know understand others. So yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, you kind of touched on it with the different kind of core values within um, emotional intelligence, but do you have any ways top of mind that people can 
use to start strengthening their own emotional intelligence or kind of like a launching point if people just want to maybe implement a couple things in their lives or in their leadership? Yeah, um, with, the, with the four core values, actually, one of the, or the, the most important there is the self-awareness. That is where they have to start because they have first to be aware of themselves. And like what I mentioned, um, how can you learn how to um, like manage to learn people or understand people's emotions if you yourself doesn't know or doesn't aware of, of, of your emotions. So the very first thing that needs to be learned is, is being self-aware. Uh, having a self-awareness because self-aware individuals do understand their strengths their weaknesses and even their um motivations mm -hmm. so the moment you understand your strengths the moment you understand especially your weaknesses and your motivation and it's easy for you to impart it with um with others and for the rest of the core values of the emotional intelligence you will just going to be easily um understand them actually as long as you have self-awareness the other core values you don't need to um to practice them because automatically it will be there it will automatically will, will follow once you have first the self-awareness and the only questions that you need to ask for self-awareness is that do i accurately perceive and understand my emotions simple as that mm -hmm. and then you can go from there uh, yeah i love that i think again it comes back to just getting curious being brave enough to maybe observe ourselves without judgment so maybe even keeping a notebook next to you while you're working and just start jotting down maybe if you have yes, a big yeah. feeling just start to identify it i mean that alone is is major or saying out loud even if you're by yourself in your car i feel really mad right now and it's like just being able to identify those feelings can start helping us create patterns and i feel like you know there are certain interactions that we leave and we may feel really energized by and then there are others that we leave and we may feel really drained by and that alone is something else too where can we maybe set some boundaries or if every time i leave this interaction with this person i'm complaining about it and i'm frustrated about it and i'm angry about it well where do i hold the power in changing that interaction sometimes it's as simple as just not complaining about it any longer and that can make a big difference but other yeah. times maybe it's something that you know you can say if there's an actual frustration, hey, I feel as though, you know, you've taken ideas that I've shared and then brought them to people and said they were your own. Or I feel as though th this has happened in these meetings. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of talking uh, from these specific people, but I haven't really had the chance to feel heard. I think there are things that are maybe repeated offenses that we can address and be brave enough to bring up in a constructive way and then it's amazing we don't have to complain about those things anymore because they've been addressed you know and i think that um a lot of the time it's like realizing where we hold the power and trusting ourselves and having those sometimes hard conversations but it's a lot harder to live in resentment and anger and feel you know gross all the time than it is to have one conversation that could change the outcome so um I love what you shared and I think absolutely just getting curious about our own emotions and having awareness to them and learning how to articulate them and label them and even just internally understand them and start noticing yeah. patterns. And then, as you said, it's almost like a domino effect and it starts to yeah. follow suit and allow us to be more empathetic and understanding to those around us and their emotions and their emotional patterns as well. Yeah, yeah that's correct. 
Awesome. Do you have any resources or things that have helped you um, for people wanting to learn more about emotional intelligence? Yeah, um, I actually um, have uh, some resources, but most of them are online. Okay. Um, I, I normally um, do research from time to time, learning about emotional intelligence. Um, one of them that do really help me understand it is the website. It's rochemartin.com. Mm -hmm. And this is like a website blog that really created and inspired by emotional intelligence. So... Um, this is one of the best resources that, that I have, you know, that can also people use to first learn more or first learn what about emotional intelligence because everything will be there. And then they can just definitely start to apply it, you know, um, within, within themselves. Wonderful. And I'll make sure to link that website as well for anybody interested in learning more. Um, I greatly appreciate your time today. I think this conversation has been so productive and just really necessary and, and a good launching point for maybe people to just reframe their thoughts and become more curious about themselves and the people that surround them. Um, before we end, do you have any type of an intention or a quote or anything that you like to use in your life that you think might be helpful for others? Yep, I actually like um read um it was actually um wrote by chitra baskar um intertrust group coo and i believe um he is writing for forbes and he noted that amid of a global pandemic it is easy to get caught up in the chaos and bad news that seems to slam us every day the key to being a good leader she added comes from being grateful which dovetails, you know, um, with the four characteristic of emotional intelligence, which is the one that we've discussed. And he, she also said that emotional intelligence doesn't come naturally to all of us, but it can be learned. You know, connecting with people um, through empathy, communication can foster increased employee engagement and also leaders who listen to their people, um, especially to those who are working virtually. And this is really up to date right now that we're all working virtually. Um, to understand their thoughts and emotions will definitely cultivate a workforce that is more content and more productive, even during unpredictable times. And one last thing, I would just like to, to um, take this opportunity um, to say thank you as well to you um, for opening doors that now people will think of having a conversation um, about emotional intelligence. And um, of course, it will increase the awareness around us. And at the same time, we will now start educating um, one another. Um, I believe one thing that I can um, suggest to everyone, or like a tip before we end this call, um, emotional intelligence, you can definitely learn it by just having extra effort. Do research, use all your resources and tools, especially in our time that we're just working alone at home, um, compared to working on an office space where you can definitely reach out to people very easy. So it is, it is very important to use all your resources and tools to at least learn about emotional intelligence. And lastly, um, if you have time to identify people whom may you think 
have like a high or strong emotional intelligence, you are always free to seek guidance or have a conversation with them on what they normally do on a certain situation that you're experiencing. Because by doing that, you're not only um, practicing improving your emotional intelligence by communicating with other people, you're also learning at the same time from other people. I love that. We are all better together. And I think when, again, we can just kind of drop our guards a bit and just be open to what other people may have as their perspective or their um, things that they've learned along the way. Again, we can all just learn so much from one another and also realize we are so much more similar than we could ever even imagine. So I really greatly appreciate this conversation and I, I hope that it leaves people with some curiosity about themselves and others. And um, I'd love to do this again sometime. So thanks so much, Jonah. You are a very valued leader on the True Footage team and we are so lucky to have you. Thank you so much as well for this opportunity. I do really appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day, guys. We'll talk to you, you soon. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.